This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. And Jesus said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to the father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there was wasted his substance with riotous living. And then he spent all. There arose a many a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed the swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servant, Bring forth the best robe, and put on him, and put on a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet. This parable is found in Luke chapter 15, and I just read verses 11 through 22. Luke 15, it's it's part of a larger context in which Jesus is deep into his ministry. And in the previous chapter, chapter 14, that chapter in the scriptures that follow this one, Jesus gives one parable after another. This one is somewhere in the middle of all that. And so I point that out because context is so important. Context and the purpose is always important, right? But just to give you the rest of the story, verses 23 through the rest of the chapter tells us that the father hosts a celebration for the return of his son. And the older brother, he's pretty upset. He's hurt. He's been there helping his father the entire time. And he's concerned that that what was happening at that time, all this big party for the youngest son, just wasn't fair. So the father assures him that he is loved just as much, and this situation is different. It it is not about the inheritance, the money, or that he is second best. It's about his brother who he thought was dead, lost, assumed that they would never see again, is alive, is found, and he's returned. And that's the parable. Now, a parable is described as an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. So it wasn't true, or maybe it was. But Jesus is offering several lessons from this parable, and one is about repentance, God's mercy, and God's grace. But understanding the context that it's a parable, I have a question. Where was the mom when all this happened? Now, I I know it's a parable, and the father in this parable is God. But let's just take a minute and consider if there had been a mom. I ask that question or consider that because they obviously would have had a mother, but she wasn't relevant in this parable. I understand that. But in real life, when situations like this happen, there are moms. And that often makes the situation more complicated, doesn't it? That parable gives us important points, that there was two sons, one rebelled and said, I'm out of here, I want a different life, and I am leaving, I'm out of here, I want my money, and I'm gone. 
and that father let him go. I would argue that there was a reason that his son left. I would argue that since the youngest son lived in a sinful way when he left in that different country, he knew that kind of life was not acceptable in that home. I mean, when he rehearsed his his um, return to talk to his father, to ask for forgiveness, he begins with, I repent. He repented. He sinned against heaven and against his father. So he knew his father's priorities. Knowing all of that, okay, moms, what would we do? This is our baby. This is our youngest. Would we stand in our husband's way? Would we watch our son or daughter leave? Or would we find a contact in a town where they lived? You know, send food, money, maybe, you know, a gift card just to make sure that they were eating right, that they had what they needed. I ask that question because it's a real thing. I have known Christian moms sneak their children into their home when the dad was asleep or away because the father had told the child that they had to leave, that they could not live in a home that way. I've known Christian moms give their children money when the father said that they would not support their lifestyle. I've seen Christian moms buying clothes for their daughter that the father said no to. I have seen moms allow their children to attend functions or go to activities that their Christian father said, no, we will not be a part of that. I have heard moms push dads beyond the boundaries for their children because they were afraid. Afraid that the children would be sad. Afraid their children would be lonely, that they would struggle. And that life is already hard. As moms, we become so afraid for our children. We're afraid that we'll lose our sweet babies. Afraid that they will be just like this son in the parable and that they will walk away. And that they won't return. But I think that there are some answers to those questions in this parable if we just take a moment to look a little more deeply. Verse 32 tells us that the father assumed his son was dead or lost, gone forever. I mean, that's what he thought. He knew that this was a real possibility when his son walked away. That fact did not make the rules of his home change. The father stayed put. His son knew exactly where his father would be when he needed him. And that's an important detail. I mean, what if the father or mother had sent those care packages, the money? Would that child have ever come home? Maybe. And maybe bringing his polluted life with him, assuming that his parents accepted it because they sent him money to live that way. Would he have come home to stay? Maybe. But I think the odds are against it if he had the cash to keep living that life in that country. I mean, why come home? Verse 17 tells us that the son was confident that he could go home. And that meant that he would have to admit that he was wrong. I mean, he knew that. He, there was no compromising in that. He even practiced his speech, didn't he? He knew what going home meant, but he respected that. Verse 19 tells us that the son learned humility. 
And that was just so very important in this young man's journey to become the man that he needed to be. Having principles, values, wisdom, all of that was learned through his experience. There's a lot here in this parable. And so I just ask one more question. What sounds like maybe maybe a stupid question, but I think in this culture and in this time, it, it's an important question for us moms to consider. I believe it's a, it's a relevant question for us moms. What would the mother have done when the son walked away? And the answer is, ah, it doesn't matter. Because the parable is about the father, our father, who has watched his children walk away time and again and waited for them to return. Zechariah chapter 1 verse 3, Malachi chapter 3 verse 7, changing. Yeah, this parable may seem like it isn't real, but it is every day. The story of a father waiting with mercy and grace and love. A father who who loved us enough to send his son to die for our children. John chapter 3 verse 16. Our children who may not come home to, pro to provide a way back home for those children that we are afraid we will lose. It's also the story of a father who provides a way back for the mamas who lose trust in that father and left home to chase after their children. And it is for the mamas who are standing at the window or watching the road for the sign of a child to return. For those mamas who never moved from the truth but watch their children walk away and are waiting for that return. It is for those strong, godly mamas. It's for you that I bow my knees today. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.